Have you ever noticed when you hear someone else has experienced a death in their family that all of a sudden your own stuff comes up? And that's called compassion. It's called empathy. And it's also an opportunity for you to allow those feelings to show up. You don't have to take from the other person. And it wouldn't be taking from the other person unless you were the one that completely talks about all of your own hurts. And never mind that this person is going through something raw. But I truly know that anyone listening to this podcast is not that person, right? Right? We're not that person. Right. Good. Hi there. Thank you for joining me for this episode. We are heading into Valentine's Day here in the States. And while I do believe in love, it's the motivating factor for myself in being a human and being here as a soul integrated into my human self. I think that the love of life, the love of others, the love of humanity and nature universe. It's a driving force. And I feel like this holiday absolutely capitalizes on it. No shocker there in the United States. However, it can be a difficult time for people. And I have considered not even bringing up the topic because I don't know about you, but I get nauseated hearing about it. And hey, my parents were married on Valentine's Day. I am here because those people chose to celebrate that day and other things, let's be honest. This episode, though, is the acknowledgement, the process of understanding what is it about love, and most specifically, what is it about heartbreak? (laughs) Because I have been through one recently, and I thought, I'm going to share this, and maybe it can help others to follow my process through it, And it's very new, and it's something that, of course, we've all experienced disappointment and heartache and heartbreak, and it's something that I feel we often push down the pain around, and I want to encourage that to actually come up and come out. First of all, when someone says, my heart breaks for you, I often stop them and say, please don't, because words are incredibly powerful. And if you're saying your heart is breaking for me or for something that I am going through, that means, to me anyway, because I take such responsibility for stuff, that means that I have felt in the past that I had to minimize my pain because I didn't want someone else hurting. I didn't want someone else being in a place of turmoil or anger or disappointment or sadness because of something I was going through. And I would then take care of the other person and say, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'll just power through this. It's no big deal. So admittedly, any of the heartbreak that I have felt in the past or any of the sadness, I stuffed and I pushed down and I see a lot of people doing this. It's okay. I'll get through it. It's okay. The next thing. And it's not okay because whatever we stuff down there is going to come up at some point. It is absolutely going to make its way, usually in your 40s and 50s, for those of you who may be listening at a younger age, let it rip. Let it come up. I'm not suggesting that you sit in it all day like a dirty diaper, but I am suggesting 
that you allow the emotions to come up and perhaps learn from those of us that did stuff our emotions for so long and who were told to actually stuff those emotions. Growing up, I heard the phrase, I'll give you something to cry about so often that it just reinforced to me that crying was not okay. Showing emotion was not okay. And one of the worst smacking arounds I got was because my smart mouth said, I already have something to cry about. You're good to go. We don't need to add anything to it. So yes, I've always had a smart mouth. And at times it did not serve me. But it just seemed like such a stupid statement to, I'll give you something to cry about when I am already visibly hurt. So most of us have learned to just push it down. And I'm so grateful for the conversations that happen in the generations now about processing grief and emotions and the feelings of anger and frustration and disappointment and all of this being so commonplace to discuss now that even if it's not in your own family, you can find it mostly on TikTok, but you can find it in other venues and it being discussed in that like, no, we're not going to stuff this. So thank you. Thank you so much to the generations that are not putting up with abusive relationships within family or friends or anything. Taking a little diversion here. However, I do want to say thank you. So as we get pounded with the idea of love, 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 I want to reinforce the idea of healthy love for ourselves. And part of that healthy love is being able to express our emotions and being able to let them be present and not make it okay for other people or not feel like we have to stuff them because then you stuff with food, then you stuff with other behaviors, alcohol, overwork, sex, shopping, because those emotions are trying to come up and they're going to be more persistent. And that's the beauty of our subconscious. It also knows when it would be healing and healthy for us to release things. And I feel like the more work I do with people around how they weren't allowed to express themselves in childhood, the more I see the difficulty in actually expressing it today because we just don't have the process or maybe the understanding of how to allow those emotions to be there and how to allow them to flow. And that also, uh, on the flip side of that, having a sad day or having a sad couple days does not mean that you are desperately depressed. It means that you have emotions and that you're able to feel and there's nothing wrong with you. If you have a day where you just want to curl up in a blanket and you don't want to talk to people and you feel like you're going to cry at every moment, well, welcome, human. Welcome to the human race. That is a beautiful, wonderful thing and a humongous opportunity for self-care, to which, of course, I'm going to recommend that you take that time for that self-care. When it comes to appreciating and exploring our emotions, it can be daunting. It can feel like, whoa, if I start crying, I'm never going to stop. Or if I allow these emotions to come up, it's going to show me all the things I never cried about in the past or I never released. That is entirely possible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is absolutely possible. Have you ever noticed when 
you hear someone else has experienced a death in their family that all of a sudden your own stuff comes up. And that's called compassion. It's called empathy. And it's also an opportunity for you to allow those feelings to show up. You don't have to take from the other person. And it wouldn't be taking from the other person unless you were the one that completely talks about all of your own hurts and never mind that this person is going through something raw. But I truly know that anyone listening to this podcast is not that person, right? Right? We're not that person. Right. Good. When someone is going through something initially right in that moment, you stand present and you allow for your empathy to be be available, but you don't make it about yourself. However, it can open up and then later you're driving away and you have a flood of emotions. This is what I'm encouraging is that opening because if you don't allow it out, it will become a heart issue. The heart chakra is so powerful. So much energy moves through our higher heart on a daily basis. And so much of our emotion is processed in that higher heart area. And if it's not allowed to clean out, declutter, clear up, smudge, (laughs) decompress, it's going to land there in a way that leads to an actual effect on the muscle itself. Because when you're holding energy in any area of your body, and your body is listening to you and what you're thinking and what you're feeling, if you're constantly talking about your heartbreak, well, that's what's going to be there. And after my husband passed, there was so much stress, of course. There was so much going on in my personal life, my business life, my financial life. Every The dog was hurt. Like every area of my life required a lot of energy output. And I was not refilling my own tank. I was not allowing for those moments of desperation and fear, anger, frustration, sadness. And I was not allowing for any of that to happen. And I remember going in to see my primary care and telling her about the feelings I was having and the heart palpitations and everything. I was actually diagnosed with broken heart syndrome, which I did not know was a thing. Obviously, I knew I was under stress and I knew I was hurting. This was my best friend of 27 years, the father to my child and someone who I confided in and was, you know, my humor partner, my intimate partner and all of that. And that was a big, big hole to have been created. And I was walking around saying to everybody, I so appreciate him for doing his process with integrity and how he wanted to do it. And I was happy to support. And all those things were true. But it was also really true that I was mad. I was in pain. I was feeling lonely and left and abandoned and all of those other emotions that come up. And I was not allowing it to leave my body. You can know all of this stuff. I was working with people on a daily basis around their grief and still stuffing my own. And that led to broken heart syndrome. And that's all it took, though, for my primary to say to me to where I was like, okay, I hear you. And I took a month off and said, finances be damned. I have to do this. I have to be in a place where I can function in the daily world because I'm not going to be able to help anybody else either if I'm functioning in that way. So 
heartbreak or a broken heart is possible. But <laughs> I certainly didn't want to go out at 46 in that way. So taking all of the understanding of what emotion is that I had at the time, which has exponentially grown in this last seven years, I have come to a place where I recognize and I honor when somebody is hurting, including myself, that we are going to feel our way through it. We are going to process through it. And I am going to hold a space that allows for every emotion to come up and to contemplate those emotions and to clear some of them. And a lot of the coaching I do, although considered executive coaching, because we do often talk about the success of one's life. So that's the, eh, that's the category it falls into. When people are often surprised when they come to me and they're already a success in their career life or they're transitioning their career life or their money income. And we talk about the hurts that are there and the pains and the when they weren't heard. And it comes up naturally through their own body talking to me and what I'm seeing in their energy field. And then we connect it to the reality of being human. A lot of the work I end up doing with people that leads to their success is we uncover this stuff. We let it out. I actually had one woman, more than one, but one recently say to me, I did not know this was what I was coming in for. And I'm like, I know I've got to get better at explaining that. What you're here to do is fully heal, integrate, and allow yourself to be truly who you are. And in order to do that, we do have to look at what's been stuffed and what's not allowed to go up and how you feel in your own life today. Is that even possible to express? And as a profession, former professional stuffer, I know the signs and I can feel it in my body as a almost reminiscent feeling when someone's presenting with it to me that, no, I'm fine. I processed all that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And I want to encourage everyone to just, allow, if you allow those emotions to come up and those feelings and the frustration, and yes, you can identify it, or you can just allow it to be, and you can get moving, or you can get quiet, whatever works for you. What I'd like to do going into this month where so much love is talked about is to honor the times where that pain has been there. And most recently, this has been reinforced to me because we decided to adopt a, a, a dog and I was fully invested, in, as I am with all animals that I take into my life, in helping this sentient being to be the best she could be while being calm and knowing she was loved because her background had a little bumpiness to it. And I was invested in that. I saw the brilliance in her soul and in her intelligence. Oh my goodness, so smart. What I failed to do was look for her prey drive and what was in her brain as, I would really like to eat your cats as an appetizer, Vicky. And I'm making light of it now, but it was an incredibly painful process for me to go through in the last, this just happened in the last few days, which is why I decided to do this topic now. And then I realized it was February and I'm like, oh, let's just tie all that together in this ridiculous holiday because I would love for people to love year round and not just concentrate it on the holiday of the month 
so as we're going through this process with her and I'm recognizing, oh, wow, this is not going to work. I have never bailed on an animal before. I was feeling the heartbreak of letting her down or feeling like I was not living up to a promise. And that is incredibly important to me. I can be flexible with myself, but I've, I've made a promise. My critic shows up very loud if I don't show up well in that promise. And sometimes that can spin me out, truthfully. I was so intent on helping this being that I got in my ego a little bit that I was the only one that could help this being. And thankfully, through all the work I do, I'm a quick processor. When I saw that, oh, this is not just curiosity, I also have some experience working with pities and working with animals with body language. And then that whole intuitive sense helps. And I realized this is not in her best interest. It's not in our best interest. One of our fur babies is going to get killed. That was a not fun vision to see. I immediately called the shelter she came from and they were so wonderful, so wonderful. Animal Protective Services in Schenectady, New York. Amazing. And they said, bring her right back. Bring her right back. That is not something you're going to train out of her, no matter how much you do. And I was so grateful because they understood my pain. And they were so sweet when I was crying. I'm going to cry thinking about it, but crying when I dropped her off because I had promised her that she was here for good. And I didn't look to see her brain. And I understand there's no blame here. I'm not blaming myself, actually. I'm feeling the pain of all the other experiences that still need to come up in me. And I'm human, and that's going to happen. So what I did was I decided that her name is Maya. And what I decided was <laughs> Maya came to camp for a week. We were that respite that maybe she needed. She's such a love and is going to make someone an amazing animal who doesn't have cats an amazing love because that dog can snuggle like you would not believe and so soft. So what I did was in <laughs> true coaching fashion, I wrote an assessment of her. I wrote my recommendations. I wrote what I did with her that I saw a change in her energy and I saw was really successful. And I put it in her package of all the toys we had already bought her and returned with her. I said to them, you know, this is what I can give you. And it can feel like I've offered something and that we were of impact in her life. Because this is, I see the same as when someone tries to force a relationship. Like I have to stay in this relationship. Yes, she's a puppy, but it's, to me, it's the same. Any relationship with a sentient being is you don't have to force yourself to stay in a relationship that's not working. And sometimes we have to recognize that the brain of the other person or the other animal is exactly wired this way. And it's not up to us to change it. But that doesn't change the fact that my pain was not only within me, it was palpable to others, to Mike, to <laughs> those at the shelter, which is kindly handed me a tissue. And I have since like processed through that, allowed myself to have a full day. The emotions are still in there. You can hear them. And I will allow that to flow. This is what I'm talking about. 
if we become less embarrassed about the fact that we have these emotions and that we have sadness and it's a wonderful part of life because it also points out the beauty that is in life. I got to love on this being and we also got to have really great conversations, Mike and I, about what fits in our household, about how to ask. I did ask many times in this one could say was my own intuition about how was she with cats because we have a responsibility to those already in our home and there was no knowledge of it. So we kind of had to wing it and I get that. But we it brought up wonderful conversations in our own household about what is the perfect fit. We're going to go with a dog that's a little bit older. We're going to just fine tune what it is we're looking for. We're going to wait until spring. We just moved into this house a couple months ago, and there's still a lot of adjustments going on. They're still pressured, you know, with the other house. We're still maintaining that. So we want to also create a space that the being who walks in our door walks in in order to heal likely their heartbreak. As I go through this process of witnessing myself and allowing myself to feel the pain because there are so many steps to heartbreak. There's the pain that comes first, right? There's a numbness that can happen, especially if it's a shocking thing. And you, this is where you may actually have pain around your heart or your solar plexus, your, your tummy area. Then there, it can hand off to anger. I didn't feel anger in this process because I understand that by returning her, it actually allows her to line up with her best scenario because now they have all this information about her, including some food issues. And she does not like the crate. Wow. But anger may come in after pain, where the pain after a heartbreak, rather, where the pain starts to, the numbness starts to wear off. Then the pain shifts. There's an anger. And I'm not talking about the steps of the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross pain process, which was, by the way, written for those crossing, not for those of us after. But the anger that can be inward, like putting it on yourself, like admittedly, I started to go there in the better than this. If you're asking a couple times about the cat thing, you're not just being proactive. You knew something and you chose to ignore it, thinking you could be the one to bypass it with understanding and training, there's truth to that. I really did think that, but didn't listen. So there was some anger that was starting to come towards self where I was like, no, I am not going to allow this to be in my heart space. I want to be in compassion. I want to contemplate and I want to feel what's happened. But anger is, in this case, is not going to help me. Anger is, is absolutely uh, valid in some circumstances, but if you're expressing anger outwardly towards other people who had nothing to do with the pain that you're feeling, then you need to check yourself and you need to, well, apologize and allow yourself some compassion that perhaps the energy hasn't come up and out yet and you need to deal with that. Sometimes we'll turn that on ourselves and withdraw from the world. And that is part of the healing process, the time, taking time to self. I had a few people who texted me and said, I asked you this, I asked you that, and I sent back 
well, first of all, it was the weekend, but I sent back saying, I'm not in a place to tap into whatever you're asking for at this moment. I will be back in business on Monday morning. And that's when I will address it because I did need to turn in. I did need to go into myself and ask what other pain is coming up through this? What other emotion is being expressed that I have not processed? And that, if not done, can lead to depression. It can lead to the days connected together where the energy is not moving. And then you need a therapist. You need a doctor. You need to talk to your friends or coach or something to help you shift that energy. Because if the sadness becomes all-consuming, you're also not honoring whatever the process is and whatever the hurt was there to help you learn. I do not believe that things are assigned to us like you needed to go through in order to learn the lesson of. I don't, that's bunk. That is rugged individualism, new age bullshit. What I'm talking about is moments of sadness, moments of self-awareness, moments of quiet, and then rolling out of it and walking your way out, like literally standing up. If you're not doing that, what occurred to me this weekend when I was thinking about this is that I actually needed a heart break, period. Some lovely people suggested other dogs that they would like me to adopt right away. And I said to them, thank you, but I need to take a heart break. And this may be what's required of you to not stuff the emotions, but to take a little bit of a break and give yourself some space to process. That can also help you respect whatever the learning may be in whatever you're going through. And again, if we don't take the time, if you don't stop for a little bit and allow the messages to come through, then you may not be honoring what the message that was contained in there because we learn from everything. If we're willing, if we're awake and willing, <laughs> we will learn from everything. And I'm sure there's still many things of this process to express. The most importantly, I feel like uh, Mike and my relationship grew through this because there were also some misunderstandings in there that we needed to clear up. And we've done that. And it helps bring us closer and to feel united in our next endeavor, whatever that might be, a household project or an investment or another animal or a vacation. Oh, vacation sounds lovely right now. After the sadness, there does seem to be a feeling of renewing energy where you start taking tentative steps out, right? You start realizing, oh, okay, I did get a little preoccupied by it. And this is where understanding the process can really help because as, just use myself as an example, as I'm, I was going through the sadness, I actually said to Mike at one point, my feelings are valid. I'm hurting. I'm going to allow the hurt to be here and I'm not going to rush this. And I have never said that out loud to anyone. And to especially say it to my partner who was also hurting, but I chose not to take on his hurt or not to reassure him that it was okay or that I wasn't mad at him, which even a couple months ago, I would have. I would have reassured him that this isn't his fault. And I didn't. I just sat there and said, 
These are my feelings. I'm hurting. I'm going to get on the elliptical and work out these feelings. <laughs> I am a wonderful place to do it because you can close your eyes and not run into a tree or anything and not fall off as long as you don't back up too much. But that's where the renewal process was able to happen because the feelings weren't going to be stuck in my body. I was not going to have that happen this time. And I understand that there are sometimes we can't do this. The day I sent her back or brought her back, I had a full day of sessions and I had to suck it up. And every time I looked over and saw her in the chair, I'd have this massive wave of sadness. But that's not for my clients to deal with. That's not for them to take on either. Lovely people, but that's not their job. So I had to show up in my coachness and be fully present, which does help sometimes, doesn't it? To have that focus be other than self. So if you find yourself stuck in the process and not being able to move through, perhaps help someone else. See how you can contribute somewhere else. Because then the renewal will happen and you will start to feel less preoccupied by your own story and able to move into a new space. This is part of the human condition. We are here to experience, to learn, to grow, to expand, and it's a beautiful thing. So if you can observe it, you do a little bit of outside self saying, this is the process. This is the commitment I make to myself when I'm hurting. I allow my emotions to be here because I know I'm going to roll out of it. It's not going to be a lifetime of things. We all know the people that make it an Oscar performance or a lifetime event, but they're actually hurting their own frequency, their own intuitive self, their own soul self by doing that. So I'm going to ask you not to do that. I'm going to ask you to be aware of the process and that, yes, it's going to feel like your heart is breaking as part of a human experience. It is. There's no way to get around that except to shut yourself completely down. And my friend, you're just going to experience it in the next lifetime. So in this lifetime, perhaps make the commitment to yourself that you will be present to your pain and allow it to process through because then you start to rebuild. And this is where you have the strength to focus on things. It's where you maybe look to practical things like yesterday as part of the process, yesterday was Sunday as I'm recording this. I set the morning up with coffee and then our magic mind, because without my magic mind, my focus can be all over the place and I can get distracted. And with the pain that was there, that was not needed to enhance. So I set our magic mind up on the Island, like I do every morning, and we take our shots and we say to our focus and to a day where we accomplish what we set out to do because we feel calm and supported. We know that we have addressed our nutrition and that we are giving to our bodies so that our emotional state can be supported that much more. And that's what Magic Mind has done for me. I know you've heard me talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it till I'm, well, not blue in the face because that would be a lack of oxygen, but until more people realize that however you support your brain, your body, your emotional self, your spiritual self, it's vitally important. And this product brings all of that to my life and to my work and to my relationship. 
I'm grateful that I'm able to share it with people and hearing the feedback from clients who are like, oh, that's what focus looks like. And it's done in a way that is supportive to our digestive systems and to our adrenal systems. And I'm just so grateful to have Magic Mind in my life. If you'd like to try it, of course, you can go to magicmind.co slash intuition and use the intuition code to get your percentage off. And that is valid for the next 10 days. And we will reconvene and let's all have a Magic Mind appreciation party afterwards. So once we were done taking our delicious shot of Magic Mind, I got really busy with the projects that I wanted to do and have been on my list for many months to do. You know, things like vacuuming the car and cleaning the windows, which by the way, if you don't have a rubber squeegee, get yourself one of those puppies. That's pure magic and cleaning the windows and paying attention to and giving a little love to the house because it had been a stressful week. Doing all of those things is part of the rebuilding, though. It's part of the claiming my space within myself. I like a clean area. I like the chores to be done on the weekend. So as I roll into the week, it's not as much to pay attention to. And it's part of the, okay, life does move forward. You start processing what happened, acknowledge what happened, where you could change things, what you might have missed, and also being really honest about your part in whether it was a breakup, whether it was, you know, maybe being let go from a position, whether it was making a decision about an animal that it doesn't exactly fit your family in this moment. And then it allows you to move into a place of composure, of acceptance. Like, this is what happened. Was it a breakup? Yeah. Okay. You know, that Garth Brooks song, Be Grateful for Unanswered Prayers? Part of that is this, the, the acceptance of this is now part of your experience, your history. And when you accept it, it does propel you to shift and to change and to bring about what you, it, you want your life to be. Rather than staying the process of disappointment, frustration, and victimhood, truthfully, I think it helps to understand the process so that it keeps you from regurgitating and digging into the poor me place. A lot of the times when I'm working with someone, that redirection is necessary to say, yes, I understand this is what you've gone through. We are here in present moment. What would you like? By doing that, it starts to shift their life into that successful place, whatever that means for them. It helps to embolden and empower each person that, yeah, I did that. I got through that and I feel a little bit more alive. I feel like I'm capable of handling whatever may happen in the ups and downs of life. Uh, a lot of the times in the my heart hurts place, we're grieving what could have been. If it was a relationship, what could have been had the other person showed up or had you had the skills to work with your emotions? What could have been if there wasn't that car accident? What could have been if... I had studied for that test. There's some grief of the future too. 
and acknowledging that will help the pain of the moment to dissipate too. And this whole thing is not to say that it always will pass within a couple of days. That's not realistic to even consider because it does open up the door to old hurts and it can take months. It can take a year to process. But as long as you're not sitting in that one experience, you recognize, oh, this is a combination of emotions that I'm feeling or times or disappointments that have happened in the past, I will be kind to myself and I will keep my energy moving. You've heard me say it a million times before, get that body moving and the energy will move and then the healing will happen. So if you're someone who has gone through anything because you're human, but if you're going through something right now, please know my heart is sending out its love beams to you. And I encourage you to take these steps to really look at it, to feel it, to allow it to come up and out. If you stuff it, you're only going to make an energy crisis in your body and perhaps an emotional crisis as well. So up and out, get the support that you need in order to process that and be grateful to who you are and how you are as a soul experiencing this human journey because heartbreak is part of it. And anybody who's selling you a line of, you can be happy all the time, is actually dismissing your intelligence and your resilience and your capability of being here as a brilliant, brilliant soul that you are. So tell them to sell that happy juice somewhere else because 100% sustainable in that place is not how we grow. And the understanding and the belief in yourself that you can experience sadness and no happiness and joy on the other side of it or even in combination with, that's your brilliance. That's rocking the human experience. And you're doing it. So may we all experience February with a lot of love and carry that through the rest of our lifetime, not only through this month, but through the rest of the lifetime. And when we experience or we see things that are heartbreaking, racism, ageism, capitalism, just put the ism on things, abuse, any of that stuff. Allow the feelings to be there and then process them, move through it, and then be of help to self or others. This universe, this world that we live in will be a very beautiful place to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of Intuition, Your Success Compass. I appreciate you being here. If you would like more information about developing your intuitive skills, removing those blocks, and creating the life that feels the most successful to you, then head on over to vickybaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. And check out the courses, the groups, and the Spaces app that will allow you to be part of our community and know about upcoming events and specials. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.